0: Could Kenny Pickett be the first quarterback to come off the board in April's draft? And where is his best landing spot in the first round? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast.
1: You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. We are the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuke. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And of course, as always, I'm joined by Marcus Mosier. You could follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty and hit that subscribe button so that we can keep you updated on all the exciting news, all of the exciting draft prospect information that's going to help you get the edge in your dynasty leagues. You might be surprised to hear from us today. Usually it's a Matt and Ryan day, but Marcus, uh, we were just so excited to talk about Kenny Pickett as a prospect that we we had to booty bump him out of the way Yeah, and take back over.
0: Uh, Matt and Ryan are also on vacation. That also had
1: something <laughs> to do about it. So
0: you'll hear us in the next couple of days. But uh, so I, we're going to talk about Pickett today, okay, and I want to know when the number came out about Kenny Pickett's hands. Did you, uh, do did you and Michelle go and run to the tape measure and measure your hands?
1: We did, uh, and I'm I'm very happy to say my hands actually measured in just under eight inches, which is unfathomable because I have That's these zero percentile. Worlds, yep, that that is zero percentile, <laughs> but. Uh, for quarterbacks, which I mean, great company right alongside Kenny Pickett, who I think is in the also in the zero percentile. So at least we're all in the same boat here. But I have the smallest hands in the entire world. So for me to measure in at eight, and like the thought of me handling an NFL football, right, is unfathomable. Like, yeah, I, I cannot cannot even uh like put that through my mind and the fact that kenny pickett has to do that with just a a, like a half inch more to work with oof i'm not i'm not feeling good about that marcus i I don't know if you guys all ran to the tape measure as well we all did
0: right everybody did um I have hands that are just slightly bigger than Kenny Pickett's, but not much. Um, and I can't. And how imagine. would
1: you feel handling an NFL football?
0: Not great. So my question, like, legitimately, <laughs> to is: Does is this concerning to you at all? Like, actually worried about how he's going to translate to the NFL? I
1: mean, it's on on some kind of level, yes. Uh, I mean, like, is this a uh, like hand size? I don't think is anything. Any of these measurables are not necessarily things that should keep anybody off your draft board kind of like i mean kyler murray he sort of broke the mold with uh just how small he was like but that that shouldn't necessarily keep you keep him off your draft board if he's a, a prospect you believe in i think the same thing is true with kenny pickett but for me i'm not i'm not quite sold on kenny pickett so i think the the small hands uh like the just Record breakingly small hands. That's enough for me to be like, you know what? I'll I'll pass in favor of some other, yeah. uh, you know, some other options that might be a little bit safer. But I mean, let's just talk about the history of small hands in the NFL because there's not a lot of there, there's not a lot of players that have really done it with small hands. We had Joe Burrow coming in at nine inches, uh, which we know that hasn't been a problem for Joe Burrow, but uh, most recently, after like months of stretching exercises, Kenny Pickett just came in at uh, what, eight, eight and five eighths inches. Something. So that's, that's even smaller. Um, so
0: I, I've got the list Kate here of every quarterback uh, since 2000 that is measured in with sub nine inch hands. And it's Kyle Shermer, Jake Fromm, Brandon Allen, Dustin Vaughn, Jordan Lynch, Zach Thomas, Tyler Wilson, Skylar uh, Thompson, Kenny Pickett, Connor Holiday, and Kevin Davidson. That is the list. And of that list, I mean, did any. Brandon of those, Allen, is,
1: probably the most successful on that list.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's Brandon Allen is what we're talking about for success. So it's not to say that he can't be successful, but it's going to be a major outlier for sure.
1: And you did have, uh, like, back in 2001. Like, I, I feel like I've heard this story too many times. Uh, Michael Vick's hand measured in at eight and a half inches, which is just a little bit smaller than Kenny Pickett uh, at his eight and five-eighths inches. But I mean, I, even you know, if we we want to say, uh, are you are you thinking that Kenny Pickett's upside is that of Michael Vick's? Because heck, no. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: and, and you know, so much of Michael Vick's game had to do with his legs and not his hands. So he had something extra to, to compensate. And though I do think Kenny Pickett is, uh, you know, I, I like the way he's able to maneuver the pocket. Um, I, I think he's got an edge in mobility there. I, I still, like, I know his game is well, not centered around his, his legs whatsoever. I just think that if you are looking at Kenny Pickett, you have to be looking at, uh, or believing in traits that are going to make him extraordinary elsewhere. Yes. And I don't see it. So like, this is going to be the Marcus Mosier selling Kate Majuk on Kenny Pickett oh, podcast. I, a, like there's a lot of a pressure spot. on you right now.
0: Uh, well, I want to first talk about this because I've seen some snarky comments on Twitter about, uh, well, he played in Pittsburgh. Why couldn't he just continue to do that in the NFL? Like obviously he can play in that weather. I mean Kate you and I both know like Pittsburgh's weather really starts to change because we're both from the Pittsburgh area in like what early December is when it starts to get really cold and windy right we'll get some really nice octobers and novembers right most of the time Kenny yeah. Pickett wrapped up his you know college career or he 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 were done playing games in Pittsburgh by early November I mean, once you get into late December and January, that's when you really get the rain and the wind and the snow. Pickett really doesn't have a lot of experience playing in that. So I I, I don't think just because he played at Pitt in college necessarily means he's going to be a great fit in the NFL where your season is much, much longer.
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, speaking as somebody who's really enjoying Texas weather right now, um, in my 70s, 80s, uh creeping into the nineties, like there was snow in Pittsburgh last week. All right. And in, in the in the thick of things, in the middle of yep. winter, those the br- brutal and just absolutely bitter coldness. That is primetime football season. And if uh, Pittsburgh's going to be planning to make it to some postseasons, I think you definitely have to consider that um yeah. pickett's hand well- size could be an issue.
0: So, I mean, as the way the schedule is set up right now, the first round of the playoffs is like the second week in January. And that's when, again, people that aren't from Pittsburgh, uh, that's when we start getting a lot of snow and stuff. And Pickett's never played in a game like that. So I think he's got to be somebody that plays in a dome or in nice weather because, man, if you're having to wear gloves, uh, you know, outside all the time and your grip's just not going to be really good when Tom is sub freezing. It it does make me really concerned about the teams that he could potentially land with.
1: Well, and let's talk about the gloves. So like, I I think that is another part of the conversation that, um, you know, it's not, again, not a deal breaker. We saw Teddy Bridgewater come in and he was two glove Teddy. Uh, I have to imagine that Kenny Pickett playing with a somewhat larger ball at the NFL level is going to be two glove Kenny. Uh, And, if we needed to see Kenny Pickett play with gloves, two gloves at the collegiate level, what are we going to do when we give him a slightly bigger ball, uh, more turbulent weather? I, like all of these things, it, they all concern me. Uh, and I mean, we, I, I want to get into the nitty gritty of yes. him as a a prospect and not just his hand size. Cause I yes. know, I feel like everybody's sick of talking about the hands, but Again, I want There's to hammer home. Like.
0: There's it's that not really like about, about the
1: hands. Yeah. It's about can he overcompensate in other areas, and that's the question.
0: Yes. Uh, so let's get to him as a prospect. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championships odds podcast and reviews. Uh, I'm so excited for the Masters. It's one of my favorite weekends of the year. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Kate, I want to first ask you this question about Kenny Pickett. He's been deemed the most pro-ready NFL quarterback of this class. Do you agree with that
1: assessment? No. Um, yeah, I kind of agree. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I think there's, uh, it, I mean, the threshold, I think, is a little bit lower for this class in general because we don't have one of these top-end prospects. The, the top-tiered prospect that everybody has going off a, as the first quarterback off the board, um, Malik Willis, we know he's not the pro ready prospect that you want him to be. Uh, You know, I I look at a prospect like Desmond Ritter, who we talked Mm -hmm. about yesterday, who Mm -hmm. I think um, has all of those, those uh, just good decision-making. Kenny Pickett has all of those, but I'm going to give Desmond Ritter the edge because I think he just has a little bit more of these physical tools to his arsenal. In addition to the, that good decision-making that you want to see at the NFL level.
0: All right. So, for Kenny Pickett to have success. So we should talk about where he ranks a, a, among dynasty quarterbacks right now. The last time I checked, uh, he was quarterback four uh, behind Malik Willis, behind uh, Desmond Ritter, behind Sam Howell, uh, or sorry, behind Matt Corral. Does that feel right?
1: I, I See, I have him behind all of these guys. So you would have him as QB5.
0: Uh,
1: I have him as QB5, and that – I don't know. I I can't I can't get sold. So like four-year starter, all right? And we saw in his final season there at Pitt the big leap of production that we saw with Joe Burrow, which was a huge question about Joe Burrow coming out is is this a one-hit wonder? Um is this a going to be an issue at the NFL level that, you know, it took us this long to see that breakout? Um, In his final season, threw for uh, 4,319 yards, 42 touchdowns, seven interceptions. But again, he, you know, at at Pitt, uh, his best games were against, like, not great defenses. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I guess there's just so many question marks for me that I think other prospects are safer. But, Marcus, this is something you've said, Uh, like when we were talking about um, some of the other quarterbacks in this class is that you thought Kenny Pickett was just a tinge safer, despite maybe not having quite as high an upside. So explain the safety for me because I don't see the safety.
0: I think there's safety in in the fact that I think he's pretty accurate from the short to intermediate stuff. Um, he's mobile enough Desmond- to make it or not. Listen, if you're going to make me compare Kenny Pickett and Desmond Ritter, you know it's side I'm going to be on here because I we love Desmond Ritter. I I think Pickett's game translates to the NFL pretty quickly. And I think if you put him on a good situation, he could be a, a point guard, right? Somebody that just gets the ball to the receivers, not necessarily going to elevate the players around him, but can just kind of keep the offense going. And I do think that makes him safe. I, I actually really like the Teddy Bridgewater comp – Teddy Bridgewater before the the knee injury, but if you just need someone to come in and give you adequate to competent quarterback play, I think Kenny Pickett can do that. It's just, does he have the ceiling to consistently make plays down the field? I worry a little bit about his pocket presence. I don't think it's very good, but if he's behind a good offensive line and he has good weapons, I could see him being a fairly successful quarterback.
1: There's so many contingencies there and that very short, span that oh, you were talking no. about. He needs I a good offensive line. He needs to be in. And that's when I start to say, like, if I'm setting all of these contingencies for what they need to be successful at the next level, that's when I start asking, is Fair this, enough. is this the good fit? Like Kenny Pickett, um, you mentioned the, the comp to Teddy Bridgewater. We've also heard comps, um, Sam Darnold. I think he's kind of like it in my mind, he's like a mixed halfway between, Sam Darnold but maybe uh a, a little bit more uh you know sa- a little bit safer with the ball maybe like Yeah I Derek think his decision making's
0: a little bit better right
1: Yeah I I think he's he's like a, about halfway between a Sam Darnold and a Derek Carr for me sure. which one of those has had a, a delightful fan or a, a delightful NFL career but I mean until very recently, it's not as though we were considering this guy a fantasy relevant quarterback to begin with. So
0: I, let's I, I bring it back a, to fantasy. Yeah, for fantasy, I don't I don't see a lot of upside here, right? Because you're hoping that he's like the 15th, the 16th quarterback in fantasy. I I'd rather just gamble on somebody else or go a different direction because you can find this guy, Kate, or you can trade for up somebody like this. If you just need adequate production, I don't think this is somebody that you should be targeting in your redraft leagues and your rookie drafts, because there's just going to be better options available
1: in the last four seasons. So uh, like, let's say, cause I think best case scenario for me is that Kenny Pickett turns out to be a Derek Carr. That is yes. best case scenario for me. Um, given the comp, given, given everything there now, it'd be great
0: for him. If he could, it would would be fantastic for him, but for fantasy,
1: Derek Carr has been a quarterback one in just 35% of his games over the last four seasons. Like that's a very big sample size and that's not a ton of upside. I just, no, thank you. If that's the upside I'm chasing, which I think it is, then I'm out. I, I don't.
0: No. Let, let me, let me ask you this question. Is there a team that he could go to that would significantly change the way you view him?
1: No, I, are there any that you suggest? Cause I, again, maybe, I do think there's one like so blindsided Marcus. Am I, I blindsided?
0: No, no. Cause I think, I think the teams that he's been mentioned to a lot are ones that don't get me excited, right? Carolina, Washington, even Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh would be a horrendous fit for him. But if he goes to the Saints, right? And the Saints have a really good offensive line. They've got a fantastic running back. Uh, They've got at least one really good receiver, Michael Thomas. You're playing in a dome in good weather. I could see him being very, very solid. He probably hits his upside in New Orleans. That's just one spot where I feel like the floor gets dramatically higher. Some of these other spots, I, I just don't see it.
1: Yeah, and even looking at the upside in a place like New Orleans, maybe the floor is safe as long as you have Michael Thomas healthy and on the field and you have Alvin Kamara healthy and on the field and you know maybe they they use one of these uh draft picks that they acquired from Philadelphia to uh at you know, I don't know, maybe draft a wide receiver in that range and start to fill out that room a little bit more. If you know, yes. maybe they go Kenny Pickett at sixteen, and then draft you know a, a Chris Olave or thing, a, right. any Jamison Williams, whatever. Right? Yes, it, Jameson Williams, one of these wide receivers that fall to them at nineteen. Uh, maybe that sounds feasible, but for me, I'm still thinking the upside for Kenny Pickett, even when all those things go right, is uh, you know right around QB twenty, like QB yep. eighteen, and that's not upside that I want like that. That's not the way that I sort of approach my dynasty teams. I'm always going for upside, especially when you're, you know, you're looking at some of these prospects. I'm, I'm looking towards, uh, you know, what is the ceiling and is that ceiling worth the floor? And for me, nah,
0: you want somebody that can consistently win weeks for you where pick it will be fine. Like, I think he's going to give you, he won't, he probably prize. won't
1: lose you a week and that's probably not, Great, but you it's, know. It's,
0: this is tough. Does Atlanta do anything for you if they draft him at eight?
1: No. And I think, you know, going back to this question mark of, can they put the right assets around him? I, it, you know, I, I don't think Kyle Pitts is going to be enough and Cordell Patterson are going to be enough to sustain Kenny Pickett and give him a safe volume or a safe floor there. All right. Um, My
0: last question for you. Let's say he goes to Atlanta. Is he going to be a good enough quarterback to get the ball to the targets that we care about like Kyle Pitts? If if, if Pitts is tied to pick it for the next 5 or 6 years, will you view that as uh, hey, it, only if he had a better quarterback then he could actually be the top tight end in dynasty? Um
1: I guess I I look at uh, Kyle Pitts at this point like I I think the there's two separate questions here. I think Kyle Pitts is good enough to supersede any questions at quarterback. So like, I'm not even worried about that there, yeah. but um, Kenny Pickett, I mean, he can absolutely deliver a football. Uh, he can make good decisions. Um, it, you know, so I'm not, I'm not necessarily concerned that he's not going to be uh, a guy that can deliver a ball. Cause I think we know that he can. Um, but you know, it's kind of like looking at, uh, Kirk cousins or Derek Carr. Uh, They can both.
0: That's what that was going to be my example is I think he can be the Kirk cousins where certainly good enough to get the ball to Justin Jefferson and Thielen and not maybe somebody like Baker Mayfield who struggled to consistently feed his number one receiver in Odell Beckham. I I think he's going to be closer to that for fantasy purposes than Baker.
1: Yeah. And I mean, yeah, for sure. It like, you know, looking at Kirk Cousins, he's a guy that, uh, do you trust him to deliver the ball? Do you want to draft his assets on the receiving end? Absolutely. But are you necessarily that excited about drafting him for fantasy? Probably not. And that's kind of how I'm viewing Kenny Pickett.
0: Yeah, I agree. So just to be clear, Kate, you have Kenny Pickett as QB five in this class. I have him as QB four. Uh, Just overall in quarterback ranks, you probably would have Kenny Pickett Close to quarterback 25, 26. I think I'd have him around quarterback 22, 23. But we're talking about just the difference in a couple spots here. So neither of us are all that in on Kenny Pickett going into the NFL draft. Maybe something will happen. We'll, we'll change our mind. But we're just not absolutely in love with the prospect. For all sure. Right, and take, you know what, guys? If
1: you guys are fans of Kenny Pickett and you guys want to at me on Twitter at FF Blast and throw me your case. I want to hear it because i want to be open-minded i don't want to be i don't want to be bah humbug i want to be yay humbug i (laughs) want to support my i want to support people lift them up
0: (sighs) all right one more quick break to tell you guys about rock auto uh with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock up on all the parts you need RockAuto has everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals or do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, Kate, the last thing that we're going to do today is we're going to run through Todd McShay's latest mock draft and just go through some of the landing spots for the fantasy-relevant players. Not going to spend a lot of time on each one. Let's do a sentence or two so we can run through these. Uh, I just want your gut reactions Uh Garrett Wilson to the Jets at number four.
1: I like it. I love Garrett Wilson pro ready, uh, instant, instant lift for Zach Wilson and company.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think he's probably the best receiver in the class. Uh, number eight, the Atlanta Falcons strike London building a basketball team over
1: there. I I love this. Uh, yeah, this is a, a, a nice move. Get strength size, even more of it. Uh, Love this, love this, love this. Uh Drake London, I think, could be an instant fantasy relevant asset there. Uh Marcus, you skipped over number I, six I saw overall. It. Yeah,
0: it's p- Kenny Pickett to the Panthers. I don't want to talk about Kenny Pickett anymore.
1: <laughs> Chris Olave <laughs> to Washington. Uh I hate this for Chris Olave, yeah, just given so the questions I. at quarterback, but um the Washington is getting a very talented wide receiver. So hopefully that should help Terry McLaurin if they can ever secure the quarterback.
0: Yeah, I, I hate that for a lobby. It's just a bad fit. Uh Jamison Williams to the Chiefs at number 17 in a trade up.
1: I would like to see uh Jamison Williams uh, you know, obviously torn ACL in the national championship game. So question marks about that timeline. I would have liked for them um you know, and I, I guess I'm not sure which of these wide receivers I would have had them take here. I would have maybe not had them move up at all uh, in this mock trade with the Chargers. Um, I love the fit long term, but I think while they're in this window with Patrick Mahomes, I, I, I'd i like to see him uh, get a, a healthy wide receiver who's going to be able to take advantage of these preseason reps and uh You know, just be a a little bit more ready um, physically, uh, not worrying about that rehab process.
0: If Jamison Williams goes to the Chiefs, he's going to be wide receiver one in all of Dynasty leagues. I'm just telling you. Uh, Next couple ones. Jahan Dotson, Penn State wide receiver to the Packers at 22.
1: Yeah, that's – Sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, Traylon Burks to the Cardinals at 23.
1: Interesting fit. Uh, like, it, I mean, Traylon Burks that gives them like a big bodied wide receiver. Um, it definitely definitely could be interesting to see what he'd accomplish there with DeAndre Hopkins in the mix and Rondell um, Moore
0: because they kind of, I mean, he's about 75 pounds heavier than Rondell Moore, but they kind of do the same things, right? It's uh, very interesting. Christian Watson to the Titans at 26.
1: I like this. I, I definitely like this. And I like this for Ryan Tannehill as well. Um uh, none of these are exciting to me right now. I'm right, I feel like on. Kenny Pickett just like put me I, in. No, no, a, I,
0: I got you a good one. Here we go. Desmond Ritter to the Lions at 32.
1: I like this. No, I, I really like this. Uh and actually I think this is what uh this is one of the moves that we talked about. Yesterday, potentially, yeah,
0: fantastic. Uh,
1: when we were doing our Desmond Ritter uh, discussion, you know, definitely gives Ritter a little bit more time to develop. But I, as I said, I think he's already, um, you know, I, I think he's all, uh, already pretty pro ready. But this gives him, you know, some some extra time to refine some of those skills because you do still have Jared Goff in the mix. So yep. I, I like this move a lot.
0: I love it. And let him sit for a year. Uh, perfect fit in that offense playing inside of the dome. Love it. Uh, 36, Sky more to the Giants. Uh, I hate that for Sky Moore. Wish he'd go somewhere else. <laughs>
1: uh, I hate it. Yeah, this is uh, just, again, probably a thing that's uh, a move that's good for the Giants, but not so great for the receiver because it hasn't really mattered what yeah. weapons they've gotten in there. I think with the issues at quarterback, they're just. Uh, you know, kind of like how we said, you know, maybe Kirk Cousins isn't a fantasy relevant quarterback, but he can deliver a ball. This is kind of the opposite of that. Yeah. Like yeah. we, we need a quarterback that can deliver a ball. Um, and uh, Moore's a wide receiver that we've seen flying up draft boards recently, but I, I feel like we're throwing him on an Island and waving goodbye here. If, yeah. <laughs> if he's drafted Nobody's... by the New York Giants.
0: Matt Corral to the Seahawks at pick 40
1: hate this Um, I don't hate
0: it either feels right
1: you know I think especially to just given the like the the current construction of how they're running their offense too I think um any any rookie quarterback that comes into Seattle if he is asked to start right away if they're not uh maybe keen on uh you know giving giving anybody else a chance there if they want to throw the rookie quarterback right into the mix um you know, I think their offense, with the emphasis on the run game, uh, as long as you have a healthy Rashad Penny, that that takes some pressure off of your rookie quarterback, which is uh, I like it, it, it's pretty yeah. nice.
0: George Pickens to the Colts at 42. Love that one. Love it.
1: Love that. Love that, especially with Matt Ryan in this offense. Um, absolutely fantastic. And they're basically getting a first-round capital wide receiver who, uh, you know, didn't look necessarily the same after returning from a a torn ACL. But this is a guy that we definitely had in the conversation to be a day one selection. And, and, you know, could have been one of the first wide receivers off the board if he hadn't suffered that injury. So Colts are getting an absolute steal here. If they get George Pickens at 42.
0: Uh, Oh, It's perfect with Michael Pittman, two big receivers on the outside with Matt Ryan throwing the ball down the field. I love it. All right, let's do one word thoughts on the rest of these guys, okay? Just one word. Sam Howell to the Falcons in a trade up. Delightful. John Metchie, wide receiver, Alabama to the Saints at forty-nine.
1: I like this. Ah, oh, sorry, more. that's that, that, that's fine. Breeze <laughs>
0: Breeze Hall, running back, Iowa State to the Chiefs at fifty. No. Yeah, that, I agree. Trey McBride, tight end, Colorado State, to the Packers at 53. No. Kenneth Walker, running back, Michigan State, to Buffalo at 57.
1: I don't think it's necessary, but, I mean, love.
0: Okay. Uh, And and last one. Greg Dulcich, tight end from UCLA, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of no's there. I, I, I don't get those running back fits. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But we talked about Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker. Like if they get past a certain point in the second round, there's not a lot of great fits, especially if somebody like Atlanta goes wide receiver, if the Jets ignore uh, you know running back, if the Texans ignore running back. It's not a not a lot of ideal fits. So uh, there is Todd McShay's mock draft. Go check it out on ESPN.com. Uh, but go check out the Locked On NFL Draft Show. They do a fantastic job. They did a full first round mock uh, on Monday. Uh, it was really, really good. A lot of interesting landing spots for the quarterback. So please go check that out. Uh, check out the Locked On Dynasty show on YouTube. We, uh, we're putting up shows now every single day uh, starting, I believe, this week is our first week of shows every week. So uh, you can check us out over there. You can check us out on Twitter at Lockdown Dynasty. You can follow Kate on Twitter at FF Bob She would love to hear your Kenny Pickett thoughts and why she's wrong. She's not, by the way. But while, why you think she's wrong, uh, you can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow, where I'm sure we're going to be talking about another quarterback. Right, Kate?
1: Uh, I believe Matt Corral is next, you no? Uh
0: Sure. We're going to be talking about Matt Corral tomorrow. There you go. We just played our <laughs> show. Uh, Matt Corral. See you guys later.